did I tell you I was I got voted best looking in high school for I, oh. I didn't think <laughs> you went to school with a bunch of ugly niggas. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I was this wild. Is not what we're supposed to be talking I, I, about. I was like flirting. You seem like it. I was you, flirting like fourth like quarter. Hoe. I was fourth quarter yeah. king, baby. The the, the hoes or the hoish type of people always win best looking. I was because trying to wild. They're just out. always in your fucking face. You're like, all right, I guess you're cute because you're just always trying to spit game, nigga. Like I guess so. And I didn't touch not one of them. Not with a ten foot pole. You you know you burn it. We're not gonna do this. Here we go. Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Hey! Give me a call later, okay? It's your mother. I love you. Bye. Hey, real boy, why go and talk to me? Yeah, roll out or what? Right now, I'm active, you know. Right now, I'm ready to touch the road. Do road, you know. Just meet me back and let me know how I go. But how come every time I call you, you don't answer your phone? Like, what's the point of you having the phone if you're not even going to answer it? Don't be telling me the voice for these hoes, all right? Listen, when you get this message, you call me back. Man, I ain't got time for this shit. Back to business. Talking entertainment, sports, lifestyle, relationships, and well, whatever the hell else comes to mind. You're now listening to Fully Loaded with Focus JRJ. You know it's some shit going on out here when... Fully Loaded has to play Public Enemy or Resort to NWA. Do you know how aggressive the content has to be for us to even get to that music level? You know what kind of good time we like to have up here. Sobriety's definitely in the building because with the more res- than ever, <laughs> more than ever, with the shit going on in America, we keep telling you, and I think, and I don't know. First of all, you guys are tuned into Fully Loaded. Focus JRJ here with Malcolm Smith. Oh, hey. What's up? Um, I'm trying to hold it together. You guys know what the fuck is going on. You're reading the news. You know all the events that's taking place this week. Um, we got the stop and frisk idea <laughs> amongst the people running for the country's presidency. Great idea, sir. Great idea. You keep that one. We have. Um, is that you know? I don't keep up with this fuck ass election. You, you know, you know, I do. Um, I, I don't know nothing to, about these <clears throat> polls. It's funny that came about the stop and frisk when we just had we just seen a young man. Oh, uh, at the debate. Yeah, no, it was uh, not in the debate. Debate, oh, okay. but one, I know one the one debate of, was on Thursday. No, but one I didn't watch cause... one of the rallies. Oh, okay, <clears throat> but. With Kaepernick taking a knee for all the issues that's been going on, and then we have two shootings. Two. Two shootings. Two fantastic shootings. Just the to names round out the we summer. Have, uh Terrence. Terrence Crutcher, Crutcher and, and Keith Lamont Scott. Uh we had a whole different show in mind, you all. <laughs> we did have a uh, it's so crazy. Like sign seal delivered done. We had like, we had a, a show, whole show. We had a show put together with no need to talk about anything the current event. Wise, yeah. but we're still going to deliver part of that. But we want to t- touch on the the recent issues that's been going on, and I just want to say this: we did a full podcast, talked about the issues in the war on uh, war on the, black people, the war on black people, which um was a podcast with Torrey, which he said there's a war on drugs in America, which is a result of the issues that's going on with minorities being targeted. Understood, but then we have Kaepernick, who you know NFL season cooked off, and he felt the need to take a knee because. 
over, while he wasn't playing football over the summer, a lot of shootings have taken place. Mm-hmm. So when the national anthem came about, he decided, hey, you know what? So much going on in America. Let me I'm get just going to black ass unscrubbed knees. Let me just take a take a take a time out for myself and just, you know, not participate in what's going on within the country because I feel like things are unjust. When that happens, we get a whole lot of grief. The cops are like, oh, you want to you wanna sit on your knee? Let us give you another reason for why you should hate this country. So then what happens? Fast forward, two more shootings. And this revisits Kaepernick taking a knee. And he's laughing probably at home. Not laughing, but sadly saying... Because I've been is, trying to tell y'all this. This is what the fuck I've been talking about. I've been trying to tell y'all. And y'all just don't understand. Kate Upton, you don't understand. And not to mention... People out here, we having terrorist attacks going on in New York City with pressure cookies and shit. Just you, you know, know that I, shit was actually—I <laughs> hate to laugh—but that shit was actually real low key. If you were in the city Saturday night, it was like, "Oh, there's a bomb in Chelsea." Good thing I'm in Midtown, and <laughs> it was right on with your Saturday night. I actually went to Florida for the weekend just to dip off a little bit. Oh, did you? <laughs> no, but oh, come we didn't see. But come on, this is what you got to do sometimes with all the shit that's going on in the world. You got to dip off. Well, a in Florida, bit. they'll just shoot you and leave you out in the street like Trayvon Martin. So, so that's was, not good either. I was my—I was like, why am I getting these messages? Are you okay? and shit like that. I'm like, and that wasn't the only shooting. If I'm not mistaken, there was definitely two more shootings. There was like four in a week span. It was, it was enough. There was enough, but uh, this, it was, it's too many to keep up with and that's the problem. That is the problem and we've talked about this and we've, we've made jokes about it and we say, you know what, Ivan said I don't want to become a hashtag but now it's really become a problem. I was riding my bike through the city this now week. Now it's become a problem. No, it's, it's really a problem. I was riding my bike through the city and I was like, let me put my phone in my pocket and, I, and in my head, in my head, this is where it's come to. <clears throat> Is it okay for me to put my motherfucking phone in my pocket in broad daylight? Oh, no. You just need to stay in the house. Like, what? And even, no, even <laughs> Corinne Gage, you can't even stay in your fucking house, people. Like, there's no place for you to be safe from the cops unless you're a cop. And even that is tricky. Where the fuck can we go? What can we do? I don't know the protocol for living life as a black man in America. You know what? And it's so fucked up because it's just like people protocol? tell us go back to Africa. We can't go White back. White people fuck that shit up too. <laughs> you can't stay in your house because they'll fucking bust in and shoot your ass like Corinne Gaines. You can't go, you can't do anything in this fucking How many country. Times- we don't have the answers for none of this shit that you guys want to say. You guys want us to go back to where we came from? We don't know where this place. We already oh, went over this. Oh, a nigga this. knows, but <laughs> no, the, we what don't you've know. done over there, you've done here. Right. So I'm like, why even go back? We're still when in, I built this country, Nick. We're like, still in, I built this shit. We're in prison to the place that we built. This is ridiculous. And, and the place that we didn't even ask to come here. This is fucking sickening. With all that being said, um, I'm just going to, you know, tootle my black ass. And you guys, I want you guys to uh, pray for a nigga. Pray, for, and pray for yourself. Yeah, pray for yourself. You know what? I it's this. It's is, not even black. It's people. There was a bomber here in New York, fucking city. And you know what? There was a man. There was a man that right. tried to blow up a whole section of Manhattan. Right. They found his ass in Jersey and said, "You know what? He left Let's a, take him into custody on a gurney to see on a gurney what he possibly was thinking about." But this black man, hands in the air, simply just trying to live his fucking life and drive his car. Car broke down in the middle of the street. Hands in the air. Because you know, footage. sometimes you be having hoopties because life is <laughs> fucked up. Sometimes shout out to systematic racism. You fuck shit up. I'm sorry, all of us I had down the, the line. 98. Eddie Bauer that don't work so well. Oh, come on, Eddie Bauer. <laughs> I'm sorry. But it's just like... The limited edition joint. It don't work. And, and, and we... You know... I don't want to get into this because we go through this time and time again. Don't. But you just... It's you, ridiculous. It just goes to show how much of a fuck you're giving about in your own country. And then it's just like when, when we protest shit and when, we, when we're not happy about <laughs> shit, people are just like, I don't understand, you know, this is a country of freedom and this is what we're all fighting for. The military fights for this and you guys need to be happy niggers and stand up and put your hand on your fucking heart. But when shit, when it comes to shit like this and, you know, 
if, I, if I, you've had something to say about, you know, this national anthem shit, but have had nothing to say about these people being shot in the street these just the past and I three said, days here in America. And that was one of my tweets, too. If, if you... If you're not a person that has anything to say or comment, you're part of the problem. Because the part of the problem is that people are not fucking speaking up. And when you're not speaking up, that shows an example of cowardice, example of you're a, a, pussy. A, a part of the a part of the problem. Because yeah. if you have to speak on equality, because your fair, silence is so loud, yeah, like, your silence so loud. is so loud. Fair is fair and wrong is wrong. And if you're part of the bunch that's not speaking up, guess what? You fall into the category of the fucking issue that's going on. And we've said this on fully loaded countless of times. We've had a police officer up here. We have. Activists up here. Who the hell else do we need to get up here? We've had the streets up here. Shout I, out to no, Focus we, no, and Malcolm. Yeah, but it's not. It's bigger than this fucking podcast. Yeah. I mean, it's bigger than everything. It's like two people amongst voices can only say but so much. And it's bigger than all of us. It's bigger than everybody. If, it's like if the fucking. And oh, it's, I'm getting so fucking aggravated. It seems like, and you know what? I need a cigarette. I don't fucking smoke. Gonna, Give me a new point. When I tell you all this is not the show, but we just had to address this because this, this is, is just not who we show. are. We oh couldn't come God. in here and act like this is not happening. But when I tell you, like, and even though, you know, obviously the president doesn't run this country. Well, he runs this country. But, you know, the president is not the end all and be all when it right. comes to, you know, how things function in America. But, like, if the fucking president, you know, like, the head of state, like, you know, king of the hill, top of the heap, if he can't come in here and stop this shit... As a black man with two black daughters who will probably have black children, or excuse me, probably have black sons, it's like th- there is nothing that you can do. Like it's it's, you know what? Let's talk about happy shit. Let's we, we're let's, gonna talk let's, about happy, talk shit, about happy and, shit. And definitely, and people always resort to the thing. What about black on black violence? What about black on black crime? What okay, about you? We, what about you shutting we, the fuck up? We though we understand that that's a part of the issue, but another part of the issue is also we're being killed off by the people that we expect to protect and serve for us. That is a big issue in America, and that needs to be addressed not only as. A uh, local issue. It needs to be recognized as a national local, issue, local, statewide, and national. Just the way all that, across the board. Just the way that people go upon national terrorism as an issue. Blacks being killed <laughs> oh, in their oh, own oh, come on now cities is a fucking issue. Cause that, y'all scared ISIS. I don't tell you that I'm afraid of being fucking shot for the wrong fucking reasons. Then I'm lying. I'm telling you right now that I don't know how to fucking act. What is the protocol? We do not know the fucking protocol to being pulled over for the simplest shit. Stop and frisk. You want to put stop and frisk? Well, now he has a gun. Stop and frisk. We've seen people Broken stop. We've seen stop and frisk with that resource. So we see what people with their hand in their car not doing shit get killed. What the fuck do we need to do? You know what? I'm done with this shit. Um, we need to. Oh my god. <sighs> Me fighting Jason does not equate <laughs> to, to a police officer shooting me. If I want to beat Jason's black ass in the studio, I have the right to. And sometimes I feel like it. And that but that has okay. nothing to do. That doesn't make it okay for you to think it's okay. You know what? They're killing each other. Yeah, right. Know, so we might as well just kill y'all anyway. You know, exterminate the city. You know what? This country. Um, me and Malcolm. Me and Malcolm. Happy stuff. Happy stuff. A week ago. Happy stuff. A, a while ago, me and Malcolm went over this production piece, and you know, I re- I really feel that I, I need a breath right now. And, and this I, is the perfect week for it. It really I think, is. I think right now I'm gonna play it. This is the fully loaded campaign, and I think oh, that, I wasn't talking about this. <laughs> but I, I really think we need to play this right now. Can we save this for later? You you sure? Let's save it. For, let's save it for the closer. You sure? Let's get to the media I, show. I really need a moment right now. Let, uh, I, then, then then you carry on and introduce what we're, what we're getting to. Okay. So. So, um, <gasps> I'm gonna cut my mic off, guys. All right. 
So a couple of weeks ago, it got real quiet in here. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry, man. This feels odd. Focus so, um, JRJ. Make sure yes. you guys tune into our podcast every bi weekly. So every bi weekly. Focus JRJ. Never call him that. That was actually very awkward. It's just focus. Uh, oh, yes. you call me Jay. It's never the so, full. Yeah. Um, I just call you Jay. So Jay was um at where was it exactly? I need your help with this because I don't remember all of the details. But he went and spoke to four bomb ass people, two bomb ass black people, and then two bomb ass other people that have won gold for this. Oh, excuse me. Um medals for this country and so definitely represented for us i mean as a, as a nation just, the greatest thing was that when i first sent down the list i was looking at of course malcolm and kenya shout out to king because some of these questions also came from dj madam k um we had an interview and there was like three african-american athletes who are definitely tracking try they, three. They, they three of them participate in tracking field i only got to speak to two oh, okay right, right, the right. other two were um caucasian women fair but you know when we first <laughs> when, no, 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 but look, let's keep it 100, but when we first, <laughs> but when we first, Malcolm, can you get the fuck off the mic at least? But when we first went over the the rundown, everybody had, at least Malcolm and uh, Kenya had sided to que- to putting questions together only for the two, for all the black girls. I mean, because you know who we are, you know what we do and how we do it. All right, you done laughing all like over this, the fucking why? mic like you've never done a radio show before? <laughs> My was, God. Jesus, I'm going to keep cutting. Cut, back on, ho. Calm down. <laughs> So um, let me plead my case. First, I just want to say the reason why we take approaches like this is because of moments like this. But I don't. My my thing is not separating people for. for we're not for separating. Shit. We're celebrating. Yeah, but I don't. Not think, the same thing. But I don't think that we separate people as a color because of shit that goes on in this country. Just because. Just because I uh, uh, listen to black oh, people, okay. that's because of black people getting killed in America. I don't think that I separate from my white friends. We still cool. We, we don't separate. No, but no, no. But I understand you. But I, but the I oppor- gotta work a little bit hard to celebrate me. But I don't think I would pass up on the opportunity. That was just my case in point. Oh no, so, I'd love to sit and talk to you know Joan Rivers. But when I got the questions back, it was just like I was like, oh well, I guess I gotta prep for the white girls well, too. Well, you know who you're talking to. Yeah, so. but it's, it's all good. But just in case in point, I was fighting for, to speak with everybody. That was my case. Um. First off, they're they're track and field superstars. They all won medals at different volumes of their life. And the first one, um, who do, who do you want to get to first? See, now I'm gonna feel like, oh, we shouldn't start no, with the two ahead. black girls. No, it's fine. Um, I don't know. You you did them, so I feel like you should rank them in order of who you well, not who you like the most, but all right. The first person I spoke to was, you know, these girls were great girls, and of course, Malcolm wants to go to the first black girl who he decided to like. Don't do that. And that person, she was cool though. So she, she was definitely I'll cool. And and in this um this uh, Olympics that just recently passed, she was able to snag two golds and a silver um. Metal in Rio de Janeiro, uh, Rio de Janeiro, <laughs> Rio de Janeiro, and in different events, and it was she had an interesting story. And you know, one of the things is that she was sister, she was a sister, and she spoke really from the heart, and she kept it all the way honest. And some of the questions I will say that we we did give her was just like, okay, we'll snag it in there and see how you feel. But it's interesting because all the questions that we did ask her, kind of towards the end, definitely pertain to what's going on in the world. And here's the interview right here. Yeah. We're here with Allison Felix. Uh, you had an interesting experience throughout the trials or semifinals in Rio. Can you shed a little bit of light? You getting bumped with the baton, falling out of your hand? Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Um, I've never had anything like that happen to me before, and um, it doesn't happen very often. But I was running, and right before I got to the exchange zone, I was actually bumped from the runner um, on the lane outside of me. And so when you're going that fast and you get bumped, it completely threw me off um, balance and I wasn't able to complete the pass. Now, we're jumping all the way into this. I'm sorry, you're a six-time gold Olympic medalist and 
I know when you was probably sitting there like, there's no way I could be disqualified for such a thing because I've ran this a million times and know how to pass a baton. Yeah. With the thought of you being disqualified, how would you have gone home or how would you have dealt with that situation at that point? Oh, it was crazy. I mean, just I had so many challenges in Rio. But yeah, when that happened, I just I knew that that can't happen in a race. I knew that, you know, I know the rules and I know that, you know, you can't get impeded from another runner. And so I was just thinking like, okay, we have to finish this race because if we're going to file a protest, you know, we have to have a good effort. And that was the only thing that was really crossing my mind at the time. Thank God for replays and cameras these yes. days, right? Because, I mean, that would have been just a fair, unfair experience. Yeah, like, I'm so, so grateful for that. <laughs> Team that, USA yeah. went home, headlines, no coverage, no no camera, nothing. Yeah. Um, uh, so representing Team USA, what is it like going out there just, you know, being with all the girls? I mean, girl power is big. I shared a lot of experience talking about girl power. Yeah. Not only that, you're a black girl. You know, just yeah. going out there running, repping, repping us. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it's, I'm so proud of where I come from, right. who I am, my community. And mm-hmm. so um, it was amazing to be out there, like you said, with a group of such strong women. And, right. of course, um, you know, representing for black women. Right. And I come from just a legacy of, you know, very, very strong women who um, have paved the way for me. And mm-hmm. so for me, to know that back home, you know, there's little girls, you know, running in front of their TV screen, doing high knees and stuff. That yes. is like super motivating and, and just made me feel good. And also, you speaking about girl power and just you know sharing those moments with kids of young age. Today, you went out to um, Harlem, you talked to some kids. You guys uh, also shared experience with the run, jump, throw, and that's sponsored through Hershey. Now, and also you did, did you stop by the hospital as well? Did yes, you? I did. Okay, well, yes. now, when you go out to speak to kids, or girls in particular, what is the message you want to share with them? Because, I mean, now we live in such a trying time where you have the Trumps of the world who's a man, and you have the Hillary who's a woman, which is, you know, competing, mm-hmm. not all political stuff aside, it's a man going against a woman. What mm-hmm. are you trying to do to bring up the morale for women? Yeah, well, I love when I get to, you know, work with kids mm-hmm. and get hands-on, and I just try to... Um, teach them how to be confident, you know, how to be um, proud of who they are, um, to know that, you know, all shapes and sizes, you can do whatever you want to do. You can um, go after whatever you're passionate about and um, and to be great at it. So I think that's the message that, you know, try to pass on. That's a great message. I mean, some of of the messages have to be just simple and dumbed down to Mm -hmm. fairness. Uh, You also went to your USC... Um, graduate. Yes, I am. You went to school with Reggie Bush? Mm-hmm. Same school as Reggie Bush, or went, went with him? Yeah, no, we we went to school at USC at the same time, yeah. Okay, now, you're a football fan? I am, yes. How do you feel about the Rams coming to L.A.? I'm excited. You know, it, it's Don't weird lie. because <laughs> I am excited for football to be in Los Angeles. Okay. Um, I grew up, you know, at a time when football wasn't in L.A. <laughs> and I'm, you know, big USC fan. And mm-hmm. so I, I never felt truly connected to professional football. Totally a fan, but never had like a team that, you know, you can be diehard. So I'm excited for, you know, young people that get to have their team. And, um, and I'm, I'll be out at some games as well. Okay, hopefully. Now... <laughs> This also comes down with the football. What do you think about Kaepernick taking a stand to take a knee? Um, I think that, you know, I am proud of the message. You know, I mm-hmm. think that 
you know, everyone is going to have a different opinion right. on, you know, how he did it. But what I'm proud about is just that he is using his voice. It's a very uh, difficult thing to do as an athlete. It's right. a courageous thing. There's a lot of consequences that come along with mm -hmm. it. But um, but he is very passionate about the message. And what he is um, saying, you know, with it is so true. You know, something does need to be done. And um, we do need to, you know, look at what's happening in our nation. And um, I think that, you know, despite, you know, the avenue that he chose, the, what I definitely appreciate is um, him speaking out in, in the, the stand and the words that he's saying. It's so weird because when you're an athlete and you, you know, you, you're out there doing one thing, you're competing for a team or you're competing for yourself or you're representing, that's what you're doing. But when you bring something so personal out there with you, people ridicule you so much. Are you, would you be afraid to have done something like that in Rio? Yes, okay, I think that. that. I mean, oh, honestly, I understand it. Trust <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, I think it's it's very difficult, you know, especially um, when you are representing your country mm -hmm. and you want people to know that you are so grateful and so proud of where you come from and it's such an honor and a right. privilege of to course. you know wear the red white and blue that doesn't mean that everything is perfect of course. And, um, there are definitely issues that need to be addressed um, but it, it's difficult to find the right way to say mm -hmm. that and, and the right way to to get your word out well the great thing about the u.s olympics and i always say this is about no matter and i work in media I work in broadcast I work in radio and as much that could be going on in the world when you see the real, uh, when you look at the Olympics in general, every year to year, it could be a war going on, mm -hmm. something, whatever's going on. When you see people out there representing, whether they be black, blue, purple, yeah. all one team coming together to, it, it does bring some type of greatness to the country. And I'm like, so many great people out there. I think when the soccer team went to um, to the finals, and mm -hmm. I'm like, when do we have soccer <laughs> soccer fans? Like, this is yeah. so ridiculous. But it's so great that sports bring the country together. Yeah, that's what I love about the Olympics. It's like for two weeks, you know, everything yeah. pauses and, you know, we're one. And, and like you said, everyone puts their differences aside. And it's a very, very special thing. Right. I went to Columbia while the, um, the last week while you guys were running. And you know for sure when I was packing my bag, I was like, it's repping time. I got to find <laughs> all my USA Nike stuff. For uh, sure. And we have to keep it going. Now, when you run, do you run with Nike app? Um, yes, I do actually. You have the new Nike app? I do have it. It's yes. trash, right? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's. <laughs> I know they're gonna ridicule you. No, it's great. I I actually do. You know, mm -hmm. I use that. I use NTC um, okay. for some of my earlier training, especially on the go. You know, right. and I'm like I told you, I'm super competitive, so I love tracking my miles and okay. seeing where my friends are at. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so funny. Just a random question. Um, so cliche, but I know age of thirty. We also had Jenny say that she's coming back mm -hmm. in 2020. Okay. At 30. <laughs> she said that at 30. So we know she's going to be. Yeah, she'll be 34. <laughs> I don't, you have a birthday coming up soon? In November. In November. Yes. Okay, birthday. So yeah. what's, what's up? Well, I don't know. You know, um, I can't say that I'll be there for sure. Okay. You know, we have so much depth and it's so competitive. For me, I'm a competitor. Right. I, I love to I love that you say it. Let's yeah. put it out there, man. I'm here for I, you. No, <laughs> I, love, I'm, I love to win. I always have. Um, so for me, I'll have to be able to compete at that high level. Right. And when that changes, then I'll know it's my time to step away. But as long as that's the case, I'm having fun, I'm passionate, I'm happy to continue. Is your year uh, competing over so far? Or? Yes. Okay, yeah, so this is your, season now. I might be the last interview that she does today. <laughs> so she's done. You going on vacation? Where anything particular? I am going to go on vacation. I'm still I'm figuring out. I, I'm thinking Zanzibar right now. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to some off time. I don't even know where that's at. But um, <laughs> you're taking your brother. I know your brother handles a lot of yes, your management as well. Yeah. How's it like working with your brother? I mean, you know, that's, then we go back to male and female. <laughs> Alpha, you know, we know how that goes. It's so awesome. You know, is he older or younger? 
friends. He's older than me. Okay, that's great. A few years older, and we've always been really close. And it's just great to, you know, have that person you can trust 100%. Right, of course, yeah. We travel the world, and so um, it's it's amazing to have to work together. Um, this question comes down from one of my colleagues, DJ Madeline Kay. She said, earlier this year, you twisted your ankle, and you also tore multiple ligaments um, where you could barely walk. What was it like coming back to Rio, just the rise, you know, to get back to that place? It was insane. You know, I when that happened, I thought I had broke my ankle, and I just knew I wasn't going to be in Rio. And so somehow, some way, by the grace of God, I was able to fight my way in there. And it was it was just kind of the year where nothing went right, you mm-hmm. know? And so um, to, to be standing in Rio, you know, to actually have that happen and, you know, it didn't go exactly the way I would have hoped, but to still walk away and um, to, to make a little bit of history, um, I can't be anything but blessed. I mean, are you, are you faithful? Um, you know, faithful am, religion? Yes. Okay. I don't I'm not going to ask you personal with this. You know, it's your thing, you know, <laughs> yes, personal. Um, you got some swag. I've seen it on Instagram. You sitting here, you got the J's on. <laughs> Oh, you got your number fives. What's your favorite Nike shoe, shoe or your favorite shoe in general? You're represented by Nike. You're I endorsed. Am, yes. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. um, but I, basketball is my first love, and so um, I. I football would be your first no, love. People got you out here talking all this football stuff. This is football season right okay. now. Okay. I am a, a, a diehard um, Lakers fan, okay. season ticket holder, oh, but God. yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a rough time. Bro. I know. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm hanging in there. But um, yeah, Nick no, <laughs> I love I love Jordans. Elevens are my favorites, okay. but ones and threes are close seconds. Um, oh. And yeah, I'm a fan. Okay. Now, with Sonya, what do you do? You run with uh, you say you run with your Nike app, so I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure you have music playing in the background. I do, yeah. What is your go-to music like playlist? Give me like My your, like five people you listen to on a run. On a run, um, I listen to Jay Z. I listen to Beyonce. Two. A little bit of Kanye. Three. Um, uh, really, Chance the Rapper right now. Ooh, okay. And uh, Kendrick Lamar. That's a good. That's a good lineup right there. Yeah. And Chance the Rapper, I like in particularly because you know he's representing. Not only being competitive, as you would say, but he's out here doing it independently with no label, no so nothing. Impressive. So that's impressive yeah, that, you know, representing sure. and, and yeah. doing that we don't really need to do anything with anybody but ourselves, you know. But um, it's been a great time, and I want to thank you so much. Um, any messages you want to share with people, how they can follow you or um, things coming up? Uh, yeah, you can follow me. Um, my uh, Twitter is Allison Felix, mm-hmm. and IG is AF85. And yeah, I just appreciate all the love that people have shown me, you know, while I've been at the games and coming back home. And um, I just, I appreciate it. Now, are you going to fault? This is my last question. Now, training and being competitive is your biggest thing going for you. I know you have to stay on the training. What is your favorite cheat food? Oh my gosh, I could talk to you about cheat food for a while, but... I find um, myself in most food cheat days. I'm just like, you know, yeah. I'm going on 10 days and no, and I'm like, Dad, three days I cheated this week. But my go-to, powdered sugar donuts and hot Cheetos, so... Hot Cheetos, okay. I don't know. Not a fan of hot Cheetos? No. They're amazing. <laughs> You're missing out. To each his own, okay. Get your life. Oh, ooh. <laughs> this is Allison Felix here with me, and it's been a great time. Right, nice talking Th- to you. Thank you. So what'd you think of what you think of that interview? I liked her. She what, seems fun. What was it? What was the most standout like interesting? Because I mean I asked some I mean, do evasive, you have to ask me that? I asked some evasive questions, I think. A little I mean, bit. clearly the they're Colin Kaepernick. Is it Kaepernick or Kaepernick? I'd be fucking up his name. Kaepernick. Col- Kaepernick. Kaepernick. Yeah. I just know my jersey's gonna be spelled right, and that's all that matters. Kaepernick. Jesus Christ. Oh, whatever. Uh-huh. It should be like Williamson. That would actually make me very happy. Jesus. Kaepernick is a little it's a little ambiguous. Mm-hmm. Um she was cool though. I liked her. 
How was it like when you went and shot with them? Well, we were all chilling in a hotel room, so it was pretty cool. A hotel room that sounded crazy. It but sounded the, wild crazy. No, it wasn't. So you actually the real gold medalist no. here? <laughs> no, they were very cool. You know, they were taking, mm. they were doing their phone interviews, they were doing different things, and they were just you know hanging out. They had a, a wide spread day of of you know media runs and things yeah. like that. So I think that. You know, with me asking her, you know, that was the question, like, you know, with the uh, Colin Kaepernick thing going on, it was just like, let me ask her, would she have done something like that? Because we've talked about people, you know, mm-hmm. making a stance for black people at at Olympics before, you know, raising was, the fist. Yeah. And, and we also even seen, uh, what's her name? The girl Gabby was, Douglas? Gabby Douglas stand out of tension. And oh, get that great, wasn't. Yeah, but it wasn't intentional. Yeah, yeah. But we're just saying, like, different events of, like, was, how mm-hmm. how your actions or body language can mean so much and, like, yeah. you know, cause or disruption. I respect the fact that she said she didn't know if she could be, I'm going to use lack of a better term, but, like, ballsy enough to do it, though. That's some real shit. Like, no, that takes, did, yeah, that's, you like, know, real, like, you know. Because, you know, at the same time, they're not there for that because it's not there for a national a national matter that's international, yes, international. You know I mean? so some people would be like but what the you fuck do? is she doing but hey it's an international stage do what the fuck you gotta do right but you know at least she keeps because if you do it internationally your nation's gonna notice yeah she was very like you know it's like when you embarrass your mother at the supermarket you know if you embarrass your mother at your grandmother's house it might be like a light beating but if you embarrass your mother at this at fucking target oh she's gonna beat your ass so you just mm-hmm. gotta know when it's appropriate to you know act out because you know they're not there for that yeah uh, the next person I spoke to was Emma Coburn. Mm-hmm. Emma Coburn is, you know, a, a, a Olympian as well. This is her second. They're time. all Olympians. They're all Olympians, right? And she's from Colorado. She's a totally cool girl, you know, chill, laid back. She actually kicked off her sock in one of the in interviews. It's kind of weird. That's disturbing. That was very disturbing <laughs> That's actually really gross. Because you know we don't like feet up here. We're not, not at all. We're not into that type of. I don't business. think I've ever seen your feet. You'll probably never, never see, see my feet, mine. and we right. can keep it this way. But I understand because you know, as a track star, your feet are probably jacked up Hell, as shit. an athlete. <laughs> but <laughs> as a nigga that wears Tim's every day, you're probably jacked up. <laughs> like, <laughs> like yeah, you constructs did you dirty? Right. Them Air Force Ones. Come on, had, ACGs. <laughs> Air Force Ones gave you bunions. Right. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. So you know, she, she took place, and uh, this is her, her. She definitely said that she'll be coming back. She's the tender age of 25, and she's from Colorado. Col- uh, Col- uh, look at me getting tongue tied. She's from Colorado, mm-hmm. and. You know, I asked her, you know, what was the experience, what it's like being out there as a woman, and some of the things, and this is what it's all about, you know, there are a bunch of women going out there representing the country, and just, you know, just being amongst your peers, having a great time. She won bronze, and I asked her one of the questions, where, you know, that was, I'll, you know, I'm going to let you guys listen to it. All right, let's do it. Good afternoon. I'm here with Emma Coburn, age 25, just came back from Rio Olympics. Um, would you come back with? I heard you brought some hardware. I came back with a bronze medal. I knew that already, of course. <laughs> I wanted you to share because that was your moment. Um, first Olympics, right? Um, I competed in 2012, too. 2012? But it's my first medal. What is it with the internet not updating this information? Like, everyone's laughing in the room, of course. Um, so you do your homework, and you still get caught out there. But yeah. No secret. Um, so what was it like coming back and bringing back some hardware? It was great. Uh, 2012 was my first Olympics, right. and I finished eighth, but which at the time was really good for me. It was a personal best. I was really happy with it. But um, definitely in the last couple of years, I've had bigger goals. So last year at the World Championships, I had a goal to medal, but finished fifth, so came up a little short. And so this year, it was definitely a goal to come back with a medal. And so um, I, I've never won a medal at a World Championship or anything. And okay. so this was a really big deal to have my very first one right. be an Olympic one. That, that's like the highlight. I mean, even just getting there is it kind of like just yeah. cool. Do you guys get anything for just going out to be a, a United States Olympian? There's like a plaque. I know, like when you win, 
I guess when you go to the Grammys, they give you something just for being nominated. Yeah. Do you get something from like the USA Track and Field made us a, a like little a little something. plaque <laughs> and gave us a flag. So no, it's the making the Olympic team is so rewarding, and it's in in track it's just as competitive as a world championship in every like the exact same competitors mm-hmm. as a world championship and um, but it's just so universally recognized right. that every every friend I've ever had in the world congratulates you and right. you know and every every distant relative congratulates right. you and every stranger is so happy for you and excited yeah. so it's a really different ball game not only qualifying for the Olympics but coming back with a medal it's um yeah you don't get we don't get a, a Grammys prize like they might give out but we definitely get rewards from just friends and family and strangers being excited very quick while we're talking about awards and rewards there's a headline going on many people don't know this but I've shared this before on podcasts I wrote this out there on Twitter Facebook I did not know that you guys get taxed on medals <laughs> and I guess proceeds or rewards that you get what are your thoughts on that? Do you think, don't you feel like you're out there serving, doing like, you know, doing a good deed and you shouldn't be having to get taxed on that? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, the bronze medal is not actually very valuable. Like the medal in a bronze medal. It's a medal, okay. No, no, no. <laughs> it I'm has not, a lot I'm of not... sentimental value. Right. But the actual, like, street value, if you melted <laughs> down that medal. Right. And uh, it doesn't actually have that much value okay. and so the bronze isn't taxed my understanding is the bronze isn't taxed as heavily as mm-hmm. a gold just because right. the gold is yeah gold is more valuable but and the bronze is primarily made of copper i believe okay. so anyway it's like a giant penny hanging around my neck but <laughs> but do you think it's fair to uncle sam to be knocking at your door i you don't i wish to. we didn't get taxed okay, gotcha. and I, I definitely wish we didn't get taxed and yeah all of our all of our um, prize money and and all of that is is taxed and so it's definitely a big hit at the end of the year when you have to when you have to do your taxes and write your checks for april but it's i guess that's how the rules work and we got to play by the rules but yeah i wish the medals weren't taxed we're we're ending to the end of the year so i know i don't want to make you sweat taxes are coming up (laughs) soon christmas and all that good stuff um you're still young good head good years ahead of you yeah how do you prepare to compete uh, what is your fit? I know you're big on fitness. You're, you've talked about that a lot. You're sipping the coffee here today. <laughs> probably burning off calories just talking to me. Yeah. <laughs> I um, I like working out. Obviously, I love running. Mm-hmm. And then in the the 2016 year was the first year that I really, really committed to um, a a religious weight room oh. uh, routine. And most of my weight room stuff is is primarily body weight but I've always for the last eight years I always went to the weight room twice a week but this past year I started going three times a week and then also every day would do another probably 30 minutes of uh, at home exercises so when I'm at the weight room it's a lot of planks and lunges and pistol squats and calf raises and um, like RDLs and and uh, anyway so I definitely felt physically the best I have maybe ever in my career and I think a lot of it has to do with me being pretty dedicated in the weight room now being that you're so influenced and on your game about being fit you shared one of the most personal experiences ever by getting on the platform and doing an issue with body magazine <laughs> yeah. body issue for uh, ESPN magazine mm-hmm. 
did you how did you prepare for that one was that I, were you shy it's funny there's i've been asked if if you i did any special preparation any crash diets or any spray tans and no it was in the middle of my season and so i just had to keep my usual schedule my usual eating my usual training routine you know i didn't hit the gym extra hard that week beforehand or or cut back on calories that was just me in the middle of the season what I look like. I and, do this. <laughs> <laughs> so uh it was definitely a fun experience and it wasn't nearly as awkward as I thought um most of the shots are in profile so you feel a little bit more protected Got you. we did the first shot of the day was on a trampoline and so I was just distracted by having fun on the trampoline and not even aware that there were eight guys around me, strangers. Gotcha. At least you get to cover yourself. I have one from one of my friends who's a BMX rider, Nigel Sylvester. He's covered, uh, done the body issue before, and I was just like, how's this kid can get on a bike and kind of protect himself without, you know, so many yeah. things out yeah. there, you know? But uh, this is a great experience to share with someone. Now, were you um, scared to bring it home to mom to show her, hey, I was right here <sighs> posing nude a little bit? I, I called my parents when I got offered it and, and talked to my boyfriend and my parents, and they were both they were all so excited for me to do it. Mm -hmm. And my parents, we shot it in my hometown. Okay. And so my boyfriend came up with me and my parents lived there and they weren't on set, but they were like, we're in the building where we'd have breaks. Okay. So they were they were close enough to the action to be supportive, <laughs> but not close enough to make me uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. So um, it was snowing uh -huh. when we did it. So yeah, you did like with mountains in the back. It snowed oh, cool three stuff, inches wow. the morning of the shoot. And it was in May, so we weren't really expecting it but shot anyway and had no other choice and the shots turned out to be kind of cool because of the snow. You said that you run about 80 mm -hmm. miles a week. Yeah, I look at your about, research. Of course, I did, <laughs> I did my homework, but you see some of that came up short. Now with running 80 miles a week, um, what other sport would you do if you wasn't competing in track and field? If I wasn't competing in track and field, I, I know you'd be running somehow. Yeah, I'd be running for fitness, but we watched um, beach volleyball when okay. we were in Rio, and that looked so fun. I would love to be a beach volleyball player. Or we went and watched the U.S. Open, and I would love to be a tennis player. You know, I'm, I'm happy with my career choice as a runner, but those two sports seem so fun to me. Now, being a beach, uh, being a volleyball, I don't know, what do they put, a volleyball player? I guess yeah, yeah, just yeah. volleyball player. Look at me trying to figure out things. <laughs> um, you would have your feet out. Yeah. You said your feet are one of the grossest things, <laughs> and I, I, don't, I don't like feet. I don't like looking at them. Oh, you, she's taking off her socks. Oh, no. Oh, they're not, they're not that bad. bad. They're at not least bad, but they're, they're not great. No, I, I understand. You run, and I run to you. No. It's okay. Their shoes, their feet. I mean, that's why we keep them away. Yeah. Do you hide them when you go to the beach and stuff like no, that? No, no. It's like under the chairs. My family <laughs> gives me grief because I have a bunion, and okay. it's, you know, there's, there's, more attractive features on me than my feet we should say that Obviously. my feet are definitely the least of course no but um so it's just a yeah a little fun joke that we play that my feet are so disgusting and and they're not great but they're average i'd say this is emma coburn you've been great you've been a great sport thank you so much thanks for taking the time what is your social media handle so people can follow you instagram is emma coburn okay and twitter is emma j coburn okay and you said we're going to see you and in four years. And I have a website, emmacoburn.com. Got you. And we can check out. Yeah, follow me there. Four, four years, we're going to see you for sure, though. Yes, and next year's world championships for track are in London. And it's, like I said, just as competitive as the Olympics. So you should right. tune in. And I was just about to say, they need to kind of promote that a little bit more as the Olympics, you know. But Yeah, you know, August 2017, London. I'll be check adding you at some point. Yes. Adding you, okay? Please do. <laughs> Thank nice you so to much. meet you. Pleasure.
That was, what'd, you th- what'd you think of that one? That wasn't. Uh, well, I keep asking you what you thought of this. Is like fucking. I would have been very disturbed with that disturbed. whole sock moment. Well, sock moment. As you appropriately were. But you know what? You so guys did f- well though because I overreact to a lot like, of things. Uh, I don't know you. Like I would have been cool. running up and down a hallway because but you know what's so I'm funny? dramatic. Sorry to cut you off. You know what's mm-hmm. so funny about these interviews is like I asked some of the questions that we all sp- like some of the things that all go on because we spoke about the Olympics. We talked about black people. We talk about all the shit that goes on here. Yeah. And I had to ask about the penny. Would you think when? Uh, yeah, well, you didn't ask about the penny. You asked about the metal. The metal. Which she referred oh, to she as refers to the penny. a big-ass penny. A big-ass penny. Which is true, because you got to think, when it comes to bronze, it's like, what the fuck is a bronze? Like, like a bronze, like LeBron James, but truly, what is bronze? It is nothing. It, it, it's like... But I'm you still got it, sis. So I'm not taking that from you because Mads don't have nothing. No, she she, like, she she definitely downplayed it. Like, yeah, hey, which just, is real cute because that's something I would do too. Like, oh, you know, it's just gold. Like, you know, it's not you know titanium. Yeah, I don't she, know if that's higher than gold, but whatever. You get what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, but it's still your it's, it's your metal. Like, represent that you got yeah. a medal. And she was just like, you know, it's cool. But I'm like, tell me what you really think because yeah, Uncle Sam is fucking. But you know what? Out here on us, no word. And that always fascinates me. Like people that win medals and stuff. Like even people that win like you know like Emmys and like like Grammys and stuff. Like when Jay got on stage and was like, hey, Blue, you got a new sippy cup like i feel like once you win enough of these shits like you just don't give a fuck and even if you've only won one like if you're not like a person that's like materialistic you probably won't give a fuck i think shari shepherd was like she has her her daytime emmy for the view like in a box in her basement somewhere like if you like you, you just don't give a fuck about these things so listen if y'all don't want them shits guess what put your name on it me and malcolm got more than enough uh names and aliases that you can oh, scribble yeah. them shits i'll on. give you a shank to scratch that shit in <laughs> don't fuck with me <laughs> Because um, I will be fucking outstanding talk show host for 2012. We got, we, <laughs> Don't play. We got, we got some shelf space. Whenever right. you guys are ready. We just got all the shelf space. <laughs> Talk about all oh, that one time you was prom king and that's all that's on your you shelf. Know, like, um, well, okay. Do you keep all your medals that you have since from like uh, junior high school? Yeah, because I'm corny. <laughs> Yo, I'm dead corny, bro. I have everything. They were like, Jay, you got like four medals. Over. I'm like, those are my shits. No, I don't care. Real. I don't give a fuck. I mean, like, I don't have, I don't think I have anything like pre eighth grade. Like, I don't have like, like middle school. I mean, like, like fourth grade when shit. When I tell you, I got down to the awards, like, like best student of the like student oh, yeah. of the month. No, shit. like I if still, it's like a real plaque, oh please, I'm acting people. I that got shit. them shits in like a binder, student Even of the if month, it's paper ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got from Staples. Yeah. You damn right, bitch. I had perfect attendance. You got damn right. I'm gonna keep this on the wall. Mom had to come up here, even though I was cutting up in class. Exactly yes. right. <laughs> no, did um, I ever tell you that I won prom king? Did you know that? Did you? Did I tell you I was? I got voted best looking in high school. For, I, oh. I didn't think <laughs> you went to school with a bunch of ugly niggas. <laughs> no, because I was this wild. Is not what we're supposed I, to be talking I, about. I was like flirting. You seem like yeah, I was you, flirting like fourth like quarter. Hoe. I was fourth quarter yeah. king, baby. The the, the hoes or the hoeish type of people always win best looking. I was trying to wild. They're just out. always in your fucking face. You're like, all right, I guess you're cute because you're just always trying to spit game, nigga. Like I guess so. And I didn't touch not one of them. Not with a ten foot pole. You you know you burn it. You, <laughs> we're not gonna do this here we go um but no what i was gonna say really quickly though is just like i don't throw anything away though and it's just like even like the little stupid crown that they give you for prom king i still haven't thrown it away because i was like this is cool like why would i throw this away like i can't ever get this back and this was like a moment in time like when would i ever be like that cool again never me neither i probably won't be cool ever again Half yeah. people don't fucking like me anyway because we peak too quickly if you get like best looking and like ideally prom king is like either best looking slash coolest personality mine's for coolest personality because i'm an ugly ass but it's just like you know when you peak too quickly like you know, the rest of life is downhill. So we got this show, and then after that, but I think it's that, pretty much done. I think that's what life is about. Life right now is about when, even not even uh, monetarily, like winning things, but like when you're doing your your moves. Like when I look, when I look back at people, and I'm like, you're not making moves. Get the fuck away from me, bro. Yo, but. If I can say you've, I guess, well, I guess you kept it together. I didn't know you were in middle school, but like the people I went to middle school with slash high school, they got, well, high school is still that too they recent. They were popping, they look washed. Yes! Oh 
my God. The people that got it. best like looking. Hand I don't think we, wash. Yo, people that got best looking in middle school look like trash Trashed. now. Trashed. Oh, and the people that want best dress. I mean, please. That was a whole nother story. Tired but, of doing laundry. Y'all be looking lot. <laughs> y'all be looking washed at your hand Damn, washed. I wish we were doing a regular show because you know I was so good into Meek Mill because yeah, I have lots of thoughts on Meek Mill and you just, that was a perfect segue. But we Listen, won't do that today. We're not going to do we're that. We're going to save that oh, for another time. We're not going to do it. Because you fucking with me and you know I want to talk my shit. But we're going to keep it. We're going to keep it positive today. All right. So uh, let's let's get back on track. Yes, yes, yes. And the next Olympian we spoke with, I, well, I spoke with. I'm sorry, I always say we because you know that's yeah. I was because no, you know I want to give credit where credit is due. Sick that day. And I, I definitely yeah. Malcolm was invited. <laughs> he did help produce this. When I mean produce, you know some of the questions and formulas was from Malcolm, my perspective, and DJ Madam K as always, who is now I think is she like our foreign producer? <laughs> I guess. <whenever. laughs> what kind of fucking laugh was that? <laughs> because I'm like I just. <laughs> When we talk about wash, I'm about to wash this dude up right now in the studio. Dead ass hand washed. He about to get these hands, man. I've got the hands before, man. Right. It means nothing. Um, and you Ooh. know what's also, I can't trust, I want to, before I get into this, uh, while you guys are listening to this, you know, Wikipedia be lying and so do the internet. Because oh, I Wikipedia did my, does lie. Because I be doing my homework. But it's your job to source it. And if I be there's trying, no source, and, you don't and, read it. And I, when I was speaking to somebody, I was like, this was your first time at the Olympics. Yeah. They were like, she was like, actually, I've, I've been here before. I was on the sideline, but right. I've been here before. And I was like, you know what? This is when you got to own it and just be like, yep, I fucked up. I fucked up, but guess what? I did the homework. And you know, either P, the PR person in the back was like, you can't trust it. Like, yeah. looking at me like, yep, we know. Journalism 101. <laughs> Check your sources. Check your sources. Check your sources. <laughs> source. I check my source all the time. <laughs> I'm from Brooklyn. They killed Biggie. Now, the next interview was one of my favorite. Well, they all were my favorite in some type of form. Uh, because oh, well, this, this one is, particular. This is problematic. No. You're no, picking a favorite child. No. When you speak into Atlanta girl, you know how lit it's going to be. Oh, I love like, you're like, it's gonna, you're either going to be talking about food or you're going to be talking about the fashion or yep. some ill shit. Like, she had a real ass story, more so than just mm-hmm. where she comes from, but the trials and tribulations she went to. And this young lady is the name of Christy Castlin, who hails from Atlanta, Georgia. She's the age of 28, 10 to age 28. So, you know, I was looking at her like, oh, you look good. Joint, what's good, boo? Looking like a joint. Um, this Olympics in Rio, she oh, won. Goodness. She as well won a bronze medal, and mm-hmm. she was one of the girls who was up on the podium that won with the strictly all black uh, girls. Oh, the girl. I all, just call it the girl photo, yeah, but she, I know what you mean. She jumps hurdles, and you know mm-hmm. she's out here by her. And she dodge niggas. She try to dodge <laughs> niggas, and you know she's mad fly. Anyway, um, uh, need no more introduction. This is Christy yes. Castle. I'm here hanging out with Christy Castlin. Of Atlanta, Georgia. How you doing? You up in the A? Yeah, ATL stand up. Okay, here we go. All that good enough. Into fashion, and your nickname is Hollywood. Yes. I know you're going out there, um, representing. How, how's your fashion week going so far? You're here in New York. Yeah, it's going well. I just left. A, yes, I just left a fitting actually okay. for Byron Lars. Going to be in the Byron Lars show on Monday. Even, what is that? Uh, it's a. He's actually an African American designer. Okay. He's designing for all different body shapes, styles, everything. But um, the the piece that I'm wearing is beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited about it. And again, it's just it's just flawless. It's so fly. And they actually gave me some pieces. So mm-hmm. you'll be seeing me at my next event. Well, rock, rocking a little Byron <laughs> Lars. So, yeah, I'm excited about that. I'm going to have to look that up because I don't even be knowing anymore about fashion. I just, you know, put on some trainers and keep it moving. Exactly. But that's a guy stuff. Man. Yeah. Um, so you went out here to 2016 Olympics. Rio came back with the bronze. Yes. And you got to share the podium with only... 
U.S. Olympians. How was that moment? What was going through your mind? Like, you're not there with foreigners. You yeah. Go, you're there with people you know. Right. So what was it like just repping up there? Just being... um, it's definitely life-changing, exhilarating, right. you know, really. I spoke with, I came into contact with so many women, so right. many people who said they cried, said they were so amazed, they were so motivated. So that actually felt great to know that I'm not just up there winning a medal. Right. I'm up there repping for my country, repping for my people, for mm-hmm. my community. So it's really important to me to be able to come back home and share that performance, share that with them. Mm-hmm. Because again, it was three ladies from the USA up there, strong, beautiful black women representing. Right. And, you know, did did it to the best of their ability. So I'm really excited about that. Now, this being, I see the, the, the thing about the internet is they mess up a lot of things. They don't put stuff up that you need to know when you come into an interview. Right. Is it, this is your first Olympics? Yes, this is my very first Okay, Olympics. so what was, I saw the Facebook Live. Yeah. I saw you, watch all 40 minutes of you just torn, just going around like this girl's crazy. Right. Um, what was the experience like? I've been to Rio, so what was the experience like just yeah, being Yeah, it was there? a pretty good experience for me. Again, it was just, everyone asked that, but it was really just work for me. It was because really I know, just business. Right, because you've been to world championships, but this is like Rio. Exactly. You know I mean? This so, is the Olympics, so, you know, everybody's like, well, tell me how it was it. I'm like... Really, it's like when you get in your car and you drive to work and you go to work every day, that's how it was that's for how me. Because yeah. it was just so, again, business, it was a goal. Right. We were trying to accomplish a goal. So I think it'll be good for me to actually go back to Rio and yeah. really just be able to enjoy it's it. It's like a conference. Like once you go, you leave your job and you know you're, you're here for work, you exactly. know how to carry yourself, you know what to expect. Right. Long days leading up to the last day. Exactly. And hopefully coming home with some hardware. Yeah. You represent it, and without a shadow of a doubt, you dedicated just going out there to for your gun violence and survivors of gun violence and particularly your dad who you lost at 12 or 13 yes 12 years old 12 years old now what is it like when you look at atlanta who's also on the mark for being one of the dangerous cities of of america like what do you think when you well you know i I know that we're definitely improving Mm -hmm. and um just different initiatives i know i'm having an event in december to just give back to families who were victims of gun violence Mm -hmm. we're going to give away some clothes and some food and just really make them feel good because again like i've said in other interviews and stuff that when you lose someone you love to gun violence it's not just that year or that moment or that month it lasts for your entire life you know not having my dad see me at the olympic games to be there you know again it still hurts it still Mm -hmm. hurts to know that that person and then this year they found his killer and he was convicted as well yeah and it's it hurt it hurt me again to see another black man you know really have his life and his freedom taken Taken away away. because of bad experiences you know just bad probably advice didn't Mm -hmm. have anybody looking out for him when he was young so I really think for our kids, for our young people in Atlanta and Chicago and mm-hmm. Detroit and New York and some of these places where you continue to see gun violence happening, it's really up to us to step up, get into our communities, come together mm-hmm. and really make it be an initiative that everybody is held accountable. You know, everybody's got to do your work. I definitely understand what you mean. You have a loud voice and not only in, in here in this room, but yeah. you have a loud voice when you speak as to what you stand for and a lot of substance that come with that. Now, I could see you definitely speaking out on a lot of things going on in the world and in the country as well. And particularly, you're talking about gun violence, but now in a political year like this, I want you to think about this really slowly. When I say Trump, what do you, give me in short words, what do you, what do you say? Acting. When I say Hillary, what do you say? Or think? Um, strong, but guidance. Got you. 
Okay, um, and we'll leave it at that. I just because I, I know that in your mind there's a lot going in. I love talking to athletes because off the track there's a I'm lot. I'm definitely of a, definitely a Hillary supporter. Okay. I you know I definitely. I don't want to ask. Okay, this yeah, is not, yeah, not no, we no, have for, okay? no, no, no. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Hillary supporter as a woman, as a Democrat, right. and all of those things. Mm-hmm. I think she could just probably really get some great impactful people on her team to right. get her in the community get her involved in the black community get her involved in some of these initiatives and things like that i think president obama did such a good job him and the first lady because they rolled up their sleeves and they actually got out in the community they listened to the voice of the people so that was what made them so successful i just want you to run across the country and just help these people because they don't be knowing what's going on i might do a tour i might do a cross-country <laughs> tour why not and then we stop at every state and just do something yeah it's gonna call the wake up you're just gonna be waking people up like pushing them on the shoulder like yeah do y'all see what's going on why not that might be the title the wake up like thank you thank you for that i needed a title for my event so that might be it waking up against gun violence <laughs> Being that you're into, uh, this is coming from DJ Madden K, one of my colleagues. She said, being that you're into fashion and beauty, is beauty missing an element in athleticism? Um, I definitely think it was, but now you see more, <coughs> sorry, it's okay. more labels and brands mm-hmm. doing athletic right. wear, athletic lines, tight, sports bra, sneakers. Now it's hot to be an athlete. Right. It's hot to work out. But it's hot. Also, I'm looking at social media and there's people yeah. wearing workout stuff that don't even work out. Exactly. So I'm like, do you work out? Don't you work out? You look good in it, though. Exactly. <laughs> you know, they look good. It's comfortable. Right. So I think that brands see that. You know, mm-hmm. designers see that. Brands gotcha. see that. For me to be invited to walk in my first fashion show, and not only, I know you don't know Byron Lars, but at, it, I mean, but we're gonna Vogue, look up now. Vogue, Italian Vogue, okay. Cosmopolitan, everyone's covering it. Okay, so I'm excited. All right. You know, I'm going to have a metal in the building. <laughs> I'm going to have some spice in the building. So I'm really excited. The metal being the the bronze medal. Right? Yes, the, the bronze medal, yeah. Olympic bronze medal, straight from Rio. Gotcha. Now you also wear this little piece in the center of your head. I don't. Yes, it's called a bendy. A bendy, okay. And it's just jewelry. It's, it's just, just it fashion. is just jewelry. I know that you're, you're black African American. People always say that you look something. Yes, I look Indian. <laughs> I look Ethiopian. And one thing about it, I want women all over the world to be able to identify with me. But aren't we all that at some point? Like we're all, in, we don't know where we came we from. We all are something. We something, yeah. We, we just, all are something. I might be go. Indian. I might be Ethiopian. I might be all of the above. See, I'm trying to do this test where I could figure out where exactly my people came yeah, from. Yeah, they said ancestry.com. Right. Maybe I should go and pitch to that so you I can should, find you out. You have to because they keep telling us to go back where we came from, but yeah. I just don't know where to go. Yeah, where did I come from? <laughs> really, tell me <laughs> so I can go there. But right now, it's repping the A. Yeah, ATL. That's why I'm Georgia Peach. DJ Madam K also asked if you were in a position you were and what would it be to advocate for? I know you advocate for gun violence and awareness. Yes, I do. What would other would it be? What other um, um female issue? equality? Okay. You know, in the in the workplace, right. um, not just in the workplace, but on the field, off the field, just everything. You know, again, women, we won the most medals in history That's at the amazing. Olympics. Yes. Yeah. So I think just women's rights, women's equality, um, that would probably be another concern and initiative of mine. That's great. What's your favorite sport other than track? Tennis. tennis. I was gutted. Oh, you were at the U.S. Open. No, you go I didn't. Went, you know, you no, didn't go right your teammates were going to see Serena. That's tomorrow, but I have to go. Oh, everybody's on a different schedule. I got yeah. it. So, she, Serena's out. Now, what was it like? You got to meet her in um, Rio? I didn't because I wasn't at the opening ceremony. <sighs> Just so focused. I'm supposed to go you to her hit. show. No, I'm supposed to go to her fashion show on Monday. I see. Where that, this is what I was just about to say. The issue is that you caught up in the clothes exactly. and the designer. Yes. It's all good, though. I understand. No, wanna, I'm going. Gonna, I'm going to meet her. You got to meet her. Yes. All right, cool. Because I was going to ask you what that experience is like. But 
I just want you to be out there, you know, someone who is. She's cool. Maybe we can twerk, dance, oh, have a good time. Okay. Great, great. <laughs> but she seems like no, because cool. I, I was my question is going to be, what is it like meeting someone of that stature? You know, African American descent, and you know, she's won so many titles. She's won so many titles, right. and, I've, I've, and I've, you're I've, on your way. You, exactly. You want, you, yeah, and you I, I, I surround myself with powerful people, yes. and a lot of the football players congratulated me from Demarius and Cam and. Right. You know, Cam uh, so good this week. Yeah, and the Cam Chancellor from Seattle, <laughs> Richard from Seattle. When I, you know, I saw them before in the ESPYS, and they just shouted me out, showed me so much love. So it's also good to receive respect as well from your male just counterparts, and them really just showing you love and everything. Christy, I mean, you've been nothing but great, and I, I thank you. I think it's that ATL. I think res- so. Respect Southern and, hospitality. Yeah, yeah, it's Southern hospitality. We go. My parents from down south, so we don't use that word so much up here. But um, thank you so much for your time, and sure. I know you have runways to hit. Yes. You want to hit the streets. Just don't sweat it up a lot. There's a lot of stickiness going on in New York City. Exactly. So. Yeah, I'm going to hit it right now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Make sure you guys stay dry. Okay, take care. Right. Thank you so much. Thank you. And that's Christy Castlin, everybody. Wow, um, wow, wow. You know, she's dope as shit, though. First, no, can I dope. just say, no, if, when I go, because my brother Her, lives. They were all dope. I mean. They were all dope. But she's like, she, that's like I, my nigga dope. Like, I, 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 I would kick I, I, I get what her. you're saying. When, I was, when, you, when, when you guys were formulating with the questions, and I see why you guys looked at the list and looked at your research, you were like, okay, we're going to ask all the black girls the questions. I mean, because. because I, you know it's going to be soulful questions. This whole I, Olympics I was about black girl magic. Yeah, like, right. I can't tell you, except Ryan Phelps. I can't tell you. Oh, Michael Phelps. Michael Phelps. You see, I can't even tell you about him. Exit the stage. Like anybody that's like you know, especially any white male that has like succeeded at the Olympics, I really don't know like that. But no, I get it. They were all cool, and this takes away yeah. from not, nobody on. on, no, yeah, on no, and, not at all. And, at all, but definitely she was cool. Like, but was, she lives in Atlanta, and it was like she was giving me a little bit of attitude and like, yeah, you know, my brother lives in Atlanta. Brother, yeah, you know, and I was, feel like when I go to Atlanta, I could just call her up and be like, bring. Hey, she was me. cool, and the thing that makes her cool is because you know she's a part of some of the shit that's going on now with killings and you know black males being killed and not that her situation is the same situation but the fact that she yeah, that could story re- was crazy but to the fact that she could relate to losing a, a, a black male individual mm-hmm. in this country and part of the issue you know however you put it guns uh war on drugs or whatever the bullshit you want to say she understands and she's she's socially aware with you know she even told us about who she's going to vote for yeah and why why she feels the way she feels because she's socially aware with some of the issues. And I hope she does take my campaign advice as far as you know. <laughs> what I say was the wake up. So she needs to definitely run with my campaign idea and say you know the wake up is definitely what we call. And how, how much did you give me for you? Know, you need to get twenty percent as a good manager, and I'm a good manager. I think you should get twenty percent. And as your manager, I should get fifteen percent of that twenty percent. So I don't even think Olympians. That's how get that works. That, I don't even think they all get that much money as we think they get. You know, they they, they probably who gives a fuck even if it's twenty percent of a hundred dollars. Free stuff is with the keto life and you know living a regular life. I guess they probably just train hard. But Christy was dope. That's that's just yeah. the point. Christy was dope. Um. It's funny because you know it's like now that you have when you interview these people you have like kind of like an attachment to them so the next time they go back to like the Olympics, cuz <laughs> you gonna be able to be like I know, I know her. her that's my home at the bar like nigga you don't know nobody I know her look we got pictures together text her right now All right child uh, time difference fucking six hours it's like about who is who new phone who this new phone new gold medalist who this I'm like I know that's right. <laughs> All right. Shout out to Christy Castle. Exactly. And our, this is our last interview. And this interview was definitely interesting because we. this was one of the elders next to Allison Felix. That's shady. 
no, 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 no. When I mean elders, and and I and I say elder because you know when you run when you participate in a sport, people always look at your talent and what you can do and what age you're going to be doing it to and how far mm-hmm. you're going to be able to do that to. And yeah. I spoke to her, um, this girl who was Jenny Simpson, and I also spoke to Allison Felix about similar about the same lines because you know they're in their thirties, yeah, approaching thirty or whatever. Then that margin, you know, once you hit thirty, it's like everybody looks at you like, oh, what you going to do what now? What you going to do now? Old ass bag. <laughs> Like, well, damn, can I just be 30? Like, shit. But Jenny was super cool because she was like, I'm not giving up. She's like, as long as this body's popping, you know what? I'm going to be doing right. all this. And they, and they were always saying the same thing. Even Emma, Edward Comer, said the same thing. She's shit. like, while I'm able, I'm going to be out there doing it. I know and, that's right. And, you know, and I think that's how you move through life. If you're able to get up and do it, get your ass off the damn couch and do it. Mm-hmm. What's your excuse? Well, anything. Uh, Jenny- Netflix and Doritos. That's my excuse. <laughs> And Jenny Simpson, um, this Olympic, I think this is like she's done this a while before. This, she's, I think this is her third Olympics. Are as you well. checking on Wikipedia again? I'm back on Wikipedia. You Here know you go. Oh, you're fucking up. You know it. Because you, you, you don't. You keep touching the hot stove. <clears throat> you don't learn. You don't fucking learn. <laughs> Might I add? I had my fingerprints burned off before because I didn't listen. And I got Did my. You? I'm not surprised. <laughs> I don't listen. Hard head make a this soft is actually ass. A, this <laughs> is the most believable story I've ever heard on this podcast. Like, most believable. One billion percent Yo, When they try believe. to book me, they're going to be tight. You ain't got no finger. <laughs> <laughs> you the type of nigga to turn up his license plate so when you ride through red lights, the camera can't flash your license plate. You're just like, oh, whoopsie. <laughs> can't Flip. see. Flip. Just riding down Flatbush. All right, so this for um Jenny Simpson, Jennifer Simpson. I say Jenny. No, no relation to Jessica Simpson. I called her Jessica during an interview one time. I had to edit that out. You did? It was so bad. <laughs> Because you think all white people look alike. <laughs> and they think all black people are the same. <laughs> <laughs> so Je- Jenny uh, also hailed, oh, she went to Colorado as well. So they, her and Emma, they went on the college team. So they they shared that Colorado State? Mo- that Colorado State moment. You know, you, you're alumni. You're my alumni, uh, I don't know, alumni friend or whatever the fuck um, you want to call it. Oh, who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? Yeah, fuck that school. I ain't never going back. So. I still didn't pick up my diploma talking about me accolades. Be like, excuse me? <laughs> You know, okay. Oh, oh, this shit is two hours on the train, guy, and I live in Brooklyn. But anyway, um, she, uh, uh, Jenny, I'm a, her name is Jennifer Simpson. She's 30 years old. She hails from right now, I guess, Florida. But she went, you know, she went to college in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Also, is a steep chase, um, 500 Olympian. She jumps marathon. She does. <laughs> you jumps, say she jumps mad hot. She jumps marathon. <laughs> Do you hear me? She jumps mad hot, son. She jumps. Uh, <laughs> she jumps uh, hurdles, hurdles as well. She does long distance. And she, dodges niggas too. And she's also sponsored by New Balance. She was cool. And I, she had a recent race. And some of these people, what they don't realize, after Olympics, they had more races to run. Do you like New Balances? So that's all I got from you that. Know, you know I'm like kind of like a Nike <laughs> you know, That's all I got from that statement. I was like, I don't like. I'm like a Nike Because you know New Balance does that little thing. I don't know if you noticed it, but it like tips out at the toe, like on the top of it. It just looks weird. I don't like it. Anyway, nevertheless, let's let's keep this thing moving. <laughs> Jenny Simpson, a.k.a. Jennifer Simpson, or reverse Jennifer Simpson, a.k.a. Jenny Simpson, uh, won a bronze medal. And you know what she did? She did a flip also. Well, she was very clever. And as soon as we sat down, she started asking me questions, and I'm like, hold up. Like, who? are you single? No. <laughs> Just, like, mad evasive, you know, like, oh, so what made you get into it? I'm like, hold on. Let's get this. Let's get, <laughs> let me interview you first, and then you can ask me all the questions when we're done. Mm-hmm. So Are we going to hear that, too? We're going to hear that, too. And we created a segment based on that. It's called On the Mic, Off the Mic. Oh, you created a segment. <laughs> Because that's, that's the funny thing, because people get real jealous. When I told you last, you guys creating a show with some old manual. Now you want to go and create a show <laughs> with this motherfucker over here because you are petty, you are fake, and you cannot be trusted. And that's your problem. Oh, uh, man. So 
here's the new segment. <laughs> you bitch. No, but here, here's the interview, and then after that, we'll play the segment. We'll play the new segment with her. Good afternoon. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks for I'm having me. I'm here with Jenny Simpson. And um, did you just have a birthday, or are you having a birthday? I did. Yeah. Okay, I just so... I just turned thirty. The big three zero. Oh man, that must be amazing. Uh, thirty years old. Did you think you'd be here? At, attending the Olympics. This is your first Olympics, right? No, my third. Your third. Yeah, so. Actually, you're right. You were in London, and you quoted something. You said you left empty-handed, but you came back with a um, full heart. Full heart That's this time. Right. And you, you often, I know, trust me, I was stalking your social media. You know, you have to you have to dig a little deep to understand people to see where their minds at. Have you thought about ever writing a book or being like some type of I don't know influential speaker oh, or something? Thank I mean, you. you have these like they're all quotes. I mind you, a lot of quotes and. They're just very fulfilling and give something to think about, but food for thought. So have you ever thought about oh, that? Thank what, are you, you. what are your thoughts? I would love to find a way to inspire people. And my dad, my dad writes textbooks. He's a professor. And he said to me over and over and over, Jenny, you have to write a book. You have to write a book. So maybe someday. Maybe okay. Someday. Maybe someday. Um, I, I'm glad that, that I have your endorsement. Uh, I mean, if you're out there dropping gems, as we call it, uh, <laughs> dropping gems, and you're just giving people a bunch of knowledge and things yes. to think about, I think that that's more important. Why not share it with the world? But that's great. That I mean, I got. I was sitting there just thinking. I was like, I don't know much about it, but I'm just here learning these things, and I'm just like, that line makes so many sense. There was a lot of things that I actually jotted down, and we'll get to that oh, in a second. One in particular, you said, um, "I don't run to prove people wrong. I run to prove them right." And this was captured on, I believe, your Instagram with right. your husband Jason. Right. Um, how have you proven people wrong so far? Yeah, I. I mean, not even proving them wrong, but proving them right, as you would right. say. Right. I think that there's so many athletes and it's such a common storyline that like someone that was mean to you in third grade said that you couldn't do this and you're like on the greatest stage and this is your shining moment and you say they were wrong. And I think there are so many people that cheer for me and so many people that work hard. And like when I have this one moment in front of the world to say how incredible this feeling is, I want to wrap my arms around all those people that have been cheering for me. And so giving them like that moment is really important to me. But um, along the way, I've definitely had so many people that against all the odds when I wasn't like the the best person on paper or Mm -hmm. I wasn't um, you know, the, the one that everyone was looking for, for some great performance, there was someone in my life that said, you are special, you can do this. And it's been so incredible along the way to prove those people right. It's good that you say that, um, because that leads me to my next question, where you talk about on paper. Um, in a recent interview, which was on camera, you said that um, you may not get all the medals or all the records right and set all the achievements that you may want to, but you know that at the end of the tunnel you got a medal which lasts forever what keeps you going you know times are so um all of track and field is measured by time Mm -hmm. it's an objective thing you can look at it and say this person's the fastest this person isn't the fastest and so time always can be like something in your mind that you're thinking about but like when you hold a medal it doesn't matter where you are or who you are Mm -hmm. or what sport you're in an olympic medal you have people's attention and so the power of that medal is just something that I am only just coming to realize. And knowing that I am going to be in those history books forever, that no matter where I am or what I'm doing, I have that piece of hardware to say this represents all the hard work I've put in. Um, that moment can never be taken away from me. Absolutely. It can be taken away. Now, some would look at it as, you know, you. You, I spoke to many athletes before, and they say you're always tracing, chasing the dream, and you're chasing after that thing. That thing being hardware, of course. 
but with the simple knowing that you could never or possibly won't ever get it mm -hmm. i know you walked away with that london feeling right why why come back yeah is there another four like why come back in four years later yeah you know when you do achieve something i think you know people say oh how do you stay motivated if you won a state championship in high school mm -hmm. and to come back and get another one or one ncaa's or now all the way at this level winning an olympic medal I think for me, like when I've achieved those things, it's been such a highlight of my life. I'm like, I have to feel this again. Like I have <laughs> yeah. to do this again. Yeah, right. And so it's funny, like I've been to the Olympic games, I've made the uh, final, I've not made the final. This year, like winning a medal, it's so funny. I don't feel like I wanna come back in four years to Tokyo and just be on the team. Right. I'm like, I wanna come and I wanna be a medal threat again. Okay, you heard it here first. <laughs> she, she said she's coming back. And that was another question because, I mean, I don't know. 30 years old, it seems that 30 is becoming the new 25 and kind of tracking through. Hallelujah, yeah. Because I, mean, I feel like we just saw um, the Justin, is his name? Um, Gatlin. Gatlin, yes. Who who medaled this year, and you just look at them out there, you're like, people are still competing. Like, you would think that they'd be doing other things at this point, but I'm glad that you have it in your mind that yeah. you're going to stay physically fit <laughs> and keep out, go out here and set some more records. And, um, a little bit about your running. Also, you just ran a mile for New Balance in um, New York City. Yep, yep, the Fifth Avenue Mile. You came in first. Oh, I owned that. <laughs> <laughs> and what was your record? So I have I have now won it five times. I'm the winningest runner to ever run the Fifth Avenue Mile. That oh, was, you need to stop. That <laughs> was something I like really, really wanted. There's there's someone else who's won four times, and I had won four times. And this year I was going to be able to surpass that record. So. Okay, now I get it. Yeah that, yeah, that makes total sense. It's like you're right. Like you don't just go out there and hit another home run for no reason right. for the record books. Okay. Right. Get into the record books. Okay. Now you got you got a bronze medal in Rio 2016. Mm -hmm. That's this year. Just to be clear with everyone out there. Um. How's your body holding up right now as a 30-year-old? I know I don't know if this is your last, what was this, was your last one run for, um... Oh, I'm trying to come back four years from now. I'll definitely try to be in okay. Tokyo again. But, um, yeah, this is my third Olympics. I'm 30 years old. And the thing that's really exciting for me, especially at this age, is that 30 used to be the year that people would say for track and field, okay, you're closer to the end of your career mm -hmm. than the beginning. You know, it, this is kind of the beginning of the latter part of your career. Right. And that's just really not the case anymore, really because I think we've gotten so much better at knowing how to recover, knowing how to train, and knowing how to take care of our bodies. Mm -hmm. And so I feel great. I feel like I'm better this year than I was the year before. And I think my, I truly believe my fastest race is still ahead of me. That That's very interesting you say that, because I think in most uh, sports, aside from track and field, you look at football, you look at baseball, you look at basketball. Once you hit that 28, 29, 30 mark, yeah. people start to look at you and train and see how you're training to question, is there another opportunity? Right. Is there worth investment? Or is like, but I guess track and field, it's like not much collision or anything, but we're in People are really bucking the trend. Yeah, people are saying, I don't have to retire. Bernard Lagat was is over 40 years old right. and made the final in the Olympic 5K. And people are beginning to really prove that 30 doesn't have to be the beginning of the end anymore. Right. Um, but, it, but it is also true that sponsorships, companies, um, the, the place where you uh, get make your living, you know, they are beginning to look at you and say, when, when is the end near? Yeah. And they do wonder, is this a good investment? You know, an investment in, in somebody that's 30 is not the same as an investment in someone that's 25. So all the more reason that I think it's so important for me to be consistently good. It's important for me to tell and, and, and prove to the people that 
pay my bills to say <laughs> your money is safe with right. me because over and over and over I can deliver and that's one of the things that Rio was all about this year. But even more importantly, if we talk about age right now, we've been talking the numbers right now, a lot of statistics. Um, we've seen more, even more of a spike in women achieving and going further and beyond versus um, men. Right. In most sports, we uh, I've had spoke with a colleague this morning, and we also said, I was like, it's crazy how women, you look at Serena, you look at Venus, we've been, we look at Michelle Obama, how like women in all facets are just dominating and becoming this new glorified, uh, glorified persona that we, we kind of, you know, in a question of uh, this society, we look down upon. And it's weird that women are standing up. Yeah, and, women are crushing it is basically what you're saying. Yeah, it's I true. don't want to say that. I, I don't, did I say that here? I don't know a guy. <laughs> but um, kudos to you. And I have a question about your husband. You're married. Mm -hmm. um, you just went to the U.S. Open, was it last night? Yeah, this uh, week? A, couple, yeah a couple nights ago. For those not to know, this is a pre-record. Um, so U.S. Open is this week. Um, you, very so happily so, posted a pic of you and the hubs, hubby a kid, yep. at the U.S. Open in Queens, my backyard, and you... Quoted, celebrating my first day off with Jason at the hashtag US Open. What kind of support system has he been throughout this uh, journey for you? I absolutely couldn't do this without him. Mm -hmm. the, the way that he um, helps organize my life, but then also like keeps a really normal rhythm to my life. So he is a superhero to me because he's a great runner and right. he runs every day oh, he right. runs marathons he's really good but he also uh, travels with me helps manage my career and he has a full-time job he works 40 hours a week as a, a, a creative director of a graphic design uh, firm sketchfolio back in in Colorado and so somebody that can work 40 hours a week and perform at a high level at his job and then also do like half of my job um i couldn't i couldn't do it without him that's definitely crazy and for those who don't know um there's some olympians you may be able to shed light on this you talk about your husband being able to do all these things and travel and still have a job a full-time job yeah aren't there some olympians out there or people who just compete in general who have full-time careers yeah, if they're careers or they're also still in school. Okay. I mean, it's it's uh, it's a misunderstanding that the Olympics automatically means you know having that title of Olympian automatically right. means that there's a source of revenue for you as an athlete. There's a lot of athletes that have to go out and find secondary um, forms of income to right. to support what they're doing. Um, and and in a way that's it's really unfortunate that they can't just make a living through their sport and really dedicate 100% to their sport. But uh, there's there's two sides to that coin. I mean, sometimes it's it's having that part inside of you that says I'm willing to do whatever it takes mm -hmm. because I care enough about my sport and I'm passionate enough about being the best um, that that scrappy, hard, difficult life brings <laughs> out the best in you. Right. You know, so um, if you could choose one or the other, I think you would choose being able to commit full time to a sport. But sometimes I think the challenges are what bring out the best in us. Okay, you heard it here. And with challenges, you um, you spoke to kids this morning. You guys yeah. uh, shared a moment, I would say. Um, you shared some of your talent and influencing them up in Harlem, the run, jump, and throw. Well, tell us about how that event was. 
Oh, it's so much fun because, you know, like I said before, you walk in and you have an Olympic medal and you immediately have these kids' attention. Of course. And that gives you a moment with these kids where they're going to pay attention to what you have to say. Mm -hmm. And even if it's identical to what their parents are saying and their teachers are saying, you know, you have this unique frequency to speak to them on, <laughs> you know, yeah. where, where they might really, really care about what you have to say. And so <clears throat> I just love having that opportunity and I really want to be a good steward of it and say, What's the one or two, you know, simple, simple things I can put out in this hour with them um, that they can take home with them and really carry? And so the first thing definitely is just having fun with them. I mean, we go out, we, we did a lot of running, we did a lot of jumping, we did a lot of throwing stuff where it's just they can walk away and say, I really got to play, I really got to participate in the sport with an Olympic athlete. And then the second thing is just reminding them those core values, being a good person, being a good teammate, you know, any way that sport can ever reinforce that, it's always a good opportunity with kids. I think that we need a lot of that, especially in this society, at these times right now, just people having good ethics and core values and understanding the times and instilling that at a young age. Yeah. Um, and I know you just got married, but yeah. two, years, two years ago? Six years. Six I've been years? married almost six years. Well, I yeah. that you, got, you, was, you was married in London. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I was. So, <clears throat> now, I guess you're not going to start a family no time soon because you did say you're going back um, into 20 Focus on training, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I just want to thank you for joining us here today. And um, best of luck to you. Yeah. Because I thought you may say that you were going to retire and just go off and do something else, write a book. Because I was trying to get you to write a book, but no. Um, <laughs> you were not rid of me yet. <laughs> no. Maybe, maybe I can take up the book idea while I'm still training. We'll see. No, definitely. You have a lot of quotables, and I will follow you on social media. Make sure you guys uh, do follow um, Jenny Simpson on um, all social media. And yeah, track name? Jenny. At track Jenny. Yeah. At, at track Jenny. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, thank you for your time today. And Jenny was super dope as mm -hmm. well. I she was alright. <laughs> they all were cool in their different ways, you know, and that's why we kind of balanced them out and mixed mixed it up a little bit. And there are two two chairs here in the studio. <laughs> there is no room for no one else. Now we would decide to have a guest. Then we get a chair from another studio and bring it into this studio. Oh, is that right? But there are only two chairs. In this motherfucking studio. All right, say, Jenny? Because if you want to meet me outside, you can get these hands. All right, Ma? Well, since, Shout out to Jenny, though. Well, since we're doing interviews, Jenny took it amongst herself to get a little evasive into my life and want to know uh, a little bit about me. So let's listen to that. This is a new segment, Off the Record, On the Record, with Jenny Simpson. And we just created the segment right here. Uh, walking into the hotel room, she asked me what made me get into radio. Um, to, ask, to answer that question, I thought I would be an A&R at a record label or working in marketing. For some reason, the college I went to didn't have that, so I ended up in radio and television, which kind of correlates to that with dealing with people in that okay. realm. Yeah. But as you see, it kind of projected further into yeah. dealing with people who work in marketing, who kind of bring athletes and, I guess, talent to, to me. But um, yeah. right now, I work at Sirius. I work at Fox. I do a f several podcasting, and that's... My segment of okay, so was it was it I really want to work in sports or I really want to work in broadcasting? Which it was came first? I really wanted to work in music or media. Oh wow! Yeah, I couldn't see me just sitting at a desk pushing papers, doing someone's taxes or anything like that. <laughs> um, it has to be some type of personality where I can connect with the person okay. and kind of have a rapport. Because if I would have been an A and R, I would have understood the music, understood the person where he came from, and in this aspect of. Um, broadcast I get to either interview someone right prep for interview for someone else if I have a uh, I do producing as well so if I have a, a talent that I would produce and come up with questions or just connecting with people on a you know intellectual level not with having yeah. to deal with the cameras like you know 
TV right. is a little bit different. Yeah. So you feel like radio is a little bit more intimate? Definitely think? more intimate and off the record because I think once you do something on camera, it's very scripted. You have to put on makeup. We're here just kicking it. You're in sneakers. I'm in sneakers. Right. And we're just having you know, a chill moment. <laughs> that's uh, that's All right, that. I, got, I got a couple more questions for you. Okay, okay. so America is obsessed with sports. Okay. America is really into sports. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows sports people. The, the top people, the top celebrities, right. even even in Hollywood, the top celebrities, I would say, are even athletes. Mm-hmm. And so out of the thousands of athletes that Americans, you know, have their eyes on every day, right. what about an athlete gets your attention? How? Why do you like one basketball player over another? Or why do you like one track and field star over another? What about an athlete gets your attention? Because... Um it's one thing that they do on the field, which is statistically how um, how great they are. Right. It's another thing of how they act on a day-to-day level or what they stand for with values and things like that. Like, for instance, yeah. no secret, Kaepernick. Yeah. I feel that, personally, his opinion to take a knee mm-hmm. is a great form of um, speaking up. Right. Is he going to fix an issue? No. But I think him bringing the attention to the subject mm-hmm. makes a difference. So now we know he's he's thinking something. Right. He's not thinking just football. He's thinking globally. We know that. I mean, maybe a stupid, stupid mu- uh, yeah. move not to stand up. He could have stood up and just not put his hand over his heart doing right. something different, but I don't think he was so disrespectful. I just think how the media spins it, and now you go into someone's head and, and plays a, lo- a lot of parts into it. Like, right. I looked, spoke to someone this morning about Derek Jeter. I'm sorry, I'm babbling. And we spoke about Derek Jeter. Like he has so many fitness clubs, so many business ventures, but yet he wants to be such a private guy. Yeah. But at the same time, he kind of likes his name being out there a little bit because right. you know it's Derek Jeter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's a little bit of on the field, off the field value because when you when you put the uniform on, you're representing something, someone. Yeah. But if you do the most minuscule thing, it, it means a lot. Like I watch football. I'm just, um, like when cancer time comes around, cancer awareness, right, right, you right. see all the people dripping in pink. Yeah. Now I know that they're influenced or they make a difference to something or they yeah. care about something. You know? yeah. that, that's what it And is. social media has really given a casual fan a greater glimpse into the human side of, of an athlete. Right. So are you a big fan of following the athletes that you love on social media? Um, I don't follow any athletes that, um, let, let's say, I follow athletes. I don't follow any media people on social media or any musicians out of the norm like i may follow on facebook um instagram and twitter maybe a total like three or four people so i kind of because once you you get you follow their life i don't want to follow their life oh you want to follow their music you want to follow their craft i'd rather follow their craft because you dig too deep in there than you know you're so that's interesting because i kind of have a line with social media where i say I want people to know a lot about what I do, and I want people to know a lot about how I feel about what I do, and how I train and, and, and perfect my craft, but my my actual personal life is often kept just personal, right? You come down, and no different from you, but if I was to follow you, I would get more out of it, because I would see your form, I would see how you run. I run probably 20 to 25 miles a week. Oh, on, on regulars, um, but that's no comparison to what you do. But but why, I would rather follow you because you have more influence to my life. Now, would I follow Beyonce on Facebook or in any other social right. media? No, because the media is going to put that out there, shove it in my face regardless. Right. Right. So you would be interested in technique and in form and like yeah. what we do to be good at what if we do. If it affects do. me, yeah, definitely, yeah. Okay, cool. And then music. What are you listening to now? I'm 
listen to a lot of DJ Khaled, but I think because he's for- forced upon me, like on social media, he's like taking over everything. I'm listening <laughs> to also a lot of Drake. Okay. I get emotional sometimes. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> Do you um, feel stuck in a box when you're listening to Drake? No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know right now. I mean, Drake's new album is all over the place for me. But um, what are you listening to? What am I listening to? Yeah. Oh, I, I'm i probably exactly what you would expect. I'm from Colorado. It's okay. And a uh, 30-year-old woman. But I love um, Mumford & Sons, Avid Brothers, Sufjan Stevens. I just went, my, the last concert I went to was Sufjan Stevens. Have you ever listened to Sufjan no, Stevens? No, but now I'm going to have to You got to check this okay. guy out. He is off the wall. And okay. his, his concerts are Give a thumbs up crazy. In here. Okay. Yeah, so Sufjan is good. Are you a concert goer? I, you know what, I, all of my races are during the summer, so it's really hard for me um, uh, to go to concerts uh, because I'm always like racing and stuff. But the next concert I'm going to, I have tickets for, is Temper Trap out of Australia. Okay, I'm going to yeah. have to jot all this down. Okay. And you're from Colorado, so which is the western side. So, right. of course, New York is a little bit hardcore, so that's why I'm listening to like Drake and all this rap stuff. Yeah, Irving Temper guy. Trap, you got to check yeah. out. Sufjan <laughs> Stevens. You gotta give it more than one try because you're gonna listen to it once and be like. Now, can I run and listen to this? Because it's very important. Oh. I run outside and it's like you're gonna get cold very soon. I you need something what? to pump me up. If now. you if you want if you want something to run to and pump you up, you gotta listen to old school Beyonce. Oh my god! <laughs> I may just listen to old school Jay Z. Is that still good enough? <laughs> that's, that's good enough. <laughs> that's good enough. All right, All right cool. you have one. This this all started because of the book. You asked me what I want you to write a book. <laughs> right. Uh, it would be a bunch of quotables would be the okay. answer. So you would write a book about a bunch of quotables. It could be pictures, influences right. of you with quotables. That would be... You know what's the funniest thing about you even saying that is that my husband, I I, I am still learning how to use social media. And I was very confused oh, about how I should use social What are you media. confused about? I'm just confused about why do people want to see what they see. And when I put something out, like, sometimes people... Sometimes people love stuff that like really surprises me, and then sometimes I put out something that I think is really cool, like an insight into my life, and like nobody cares. Now, do you see why I would be more prone to following you because versus someone else, like um, someone who puts content of words out there, like Beyonce, she's gonna sing about her life, and I don't know your life other than you running on the on the track. Right. Right. So right. it's a little bit of different exposure. But this was a funny thing that my husband said. I said, it's crazy. I'll put out something that I care about and nobody likes it. But then I put a picture of myself running and like you had like hundreds of likes. Yeah. And he said, people are following you because they want to see you. And it was like this like weird light bulb in my head. And I was like, oh, weird. Okay, I'll start putting stuff up. Is he about ge- <laughs> is, does he get jealous? No, oh. he loves it. Okay. Loves it. Yeah. In fact, he's the one who helps me a lot of the times put stuff up. So. Okay, as long as you have some effort. How big is your team that you roll with? Um, four, about four. Yeah. Four. Okay. I don't. I, I don't. I don't ride too deep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't ride too deep. The thirty others are run too deep. <laughs> this has been a new segment of Off the Record, On the Record. But you know, thank you for this segment. I'm yeah. definitely going to credit you. You're going to be the producer of this now. <laughs> You're the first. Thank That's you. Awesome. All right. Yeah. High five. Thank you. <gasps> okay. <laughs> All right, Jenny. You know what? Girl, we just had a misunderstanding. I didn't realize <laughs> that she was such a Beyonce stand like yours truly. But this is also why I can't trust her because I feel like she's just trying to get in where I've already put in and well, just pick up shit that I've left off on. Well, and so her, about, I love Beyonce. I'm bald and black too. And, You're a liar. And her in in the argument, I, I think that 
the music that me and her had was definitely gonna when she started asking me music questions. She some wild country artist. Though. Shit was, <laughs> I was like, what? shit was going left, and I was just like, you know, I'm gonna have to jot this down, and we're gonna have you to. He was like, this yeah, down. I like Styles P, you know, <laughs> the game and shit. She was like, I like Carrie Underwood, Taylor Swift, <laughs> and all these other lovely people. You, you don't listen to shoot 'em up music, right? <laughs> like your favorite artists wear bulletproof vests, but why? Mine wear like you know cowboy hats. It's like, well, girl, we come from different worlds. <laughs> yeah, the the concerts I go to don't have metal detectors. Yeah. But do they not? But I definitely liked it. Liked about Jenny was that you know, well, you know, with traveling and being having a family and mm-hmm. being married and stuff like I that. I see why you say the most, like the the most elder or the eldest. Yeah, she, yeah. she you know, her husband travels with her, and that yeah. takes a big toll. And she on. has a husband. She has a husband, <laughs> and I'm who pretty, runs a social media account? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah which is some real old ass woman shit. Because you know that shit don't happen in 2016. Right? I wish you would run up to like you know Takia and be like, Yo, Ma, put this shit up. <laughs> Into yo, ma, you look fine. Like, I just think you should put, like, now you're not telling me what to post on my Instagram. I definitely don't think her husband is like, Why is James DMing you? <laughs> exactly right. Who is this in your your comments over and over posting hearts? Let that have been a Marquise. Keisha, Marquise, right? Keisha, who's J? It's just been this. Who's J Bone? <laughs> you know, all we like to do is fucking fight, <laughs> smacking her in the back Sm- of the weed. <laughs> no, 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 she's smacking you. We're not gonna promote. This is already. This is bad. We just need to stop right here. Oh, we got this whole woman empowerment show, and then finish it off right there. No, it was great. Th- thanks, DJ Madam K, for some of the questions. Definitely, uh, you definitely were accredited if you didn't hear listening to him again. Yeah. Ooh. Um, this- turn your pack on, Alma. <laughs> and since since we're gonna get this cracking right now, uh, ooh, I, I, th- ooh, ooh, I think ooh, it's only right ooh. to listen to our new campaign with all the issues that's going on in the world. Is this is this the last time we're gonna be able to speak? Uh, this is the last time. All right, well, let's just say really quickly, uh, shout out to everybody for listening this week. Make sure you get at us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and TuneIn at uh, Fully Loaded. If you can't find it, search Fully Loaded with focus underscore JRJ. Hashtags, 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 people. Fully Loaded Podcast, because the Fully Loaded hashtag has become very crowded for some reason. Who been touching my shit? There's a bunch of NASCAR shit in there and a whole bunch of, you know, All Lives Matter shit. And I don't know what the fuck is going on in the hashtag, so we're just going to fully take over Fully Loaded Podcast. So if you like what you heard, um, tweet, tell a friend, share it. iTunes, rate, five stars, do what you got to do. And make sure you follow us on social media. You can always follow me with a request. Your Twitter's private? Instagram is private now. The Instagram is private. Yeah, I play this shit. I think it's you need to make your Instagram public. All right, okay. You have, yeah, what the, you can't be no fucking personality with a private Instagram. Focus underscore JRJ and make sure you follow. Now y'all spam his shit. But let me think of an emoji at, we should use. At, Just use the clock. Whatever <laughs> clock you can find. Because we're going to clock the thing in his face if we keep talking crazy up here. At underscore Malcolm. What? Hey Malcolm. At underscore Hey Malcolm. I'll hey do Malcolm. Malcolm. Oh, Thanks shit, so much. I almost forgot this shit. He throw me so off my balance right now. Oh, I'm trying. Oh, I'm a pretty good seesaw. Hey, yo. <laughs> Bazinga. But no, I just want to thank all the girls who let me uh, speak yes. to them. Thank you, Jenny. Thank all you, All the Alex. women. Shout out to y'all. But, uh, yeah, thank you, all the women. You know, women definitely help this show. And I just want to say, dead ass, I be joking around, but Love they need your to mother. St- Hug your mother. Yes, Kiss but stop mother. fucking killing us, too. Dead ass. The women? No. Oh, well, then don't don't the, put package those two together. The ops. <laughs> like, that, that, I'm not even with the ops, because I don't yeah. even know who they are anymore. They could be anybody. The ops. I know who they are. Officer Lamodi lives on Staten Island, <laughs> lives in Glendale, lives in deep in Queens. So you need to watch your back. Oh my but don't God. worry, they don't shoot people in Queens. That's where they live. They come to Brooklyn and the Bronx and shoot us there. So and I worry. understand you guys might be a little bit busy with your lives because the you know the debate's going on. But guess what? We don't give a fuck. Watch the motherfuckers that's around you and who they voting for. Okay. The only polls we acknowledge are the ones we dance on after midnight. Hey. Yes. Make this money, honey. And right now, here is the fully, heels. <laughs> fully loaded campaign right now. Check us out and follow us all, right. all the time on social media. 
media, guys. Focus and hey, Malcolm. For real, though, y'all be safe. For real. Deadass. Oh, look at my African-American over here. Look at him. Are you the greatest? Do you know what I'm talking about? Now I want to make everything about race up here, but everything is about race. Because we're black. <coughs> I've been talking so <coughs> Every time I think about Trump, I get allergic. Terrible. Incredible. Now, you know, you can be nice. I just want to say being African and American, it's like oppressor and oppression and oppressive and all this like other nonsense. Okay, I'm going to put this cup down. <laughs> no, is that another one? Uh, yeah, yeah. We can say we African American. This is not our fault. We've been stripped of our fucking identity. If we want to go back to Africa, where the fuck are we going to go? I know they dragged us over here. Let Love me just you. tell you this. Uh, they just don't stop. We've been pledging this fucking country for as long as we can talk. <laughs> Niggas need to start pledging us. From like us. the time like that we were, no, for real though. <laughs> Land of the free, home of the slaves. Hello. Uh, right? Hmm. All right, get them out. Get them out. Uh, they just don't stop. All right, get them out. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. But if you're nice, they'll say, oh, you were so soft. Then you can be vicious. Get out of here, right? And then they'll say you were too harsh. So I've developed a nice... All right, please get them out. Guess what? Let me tell you this. Who God bless, no man can curse. Church, say amen. 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 <laughs> this is a J.R. Jeter production.